This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. I am Joe Lipset, and I am joined as always by Jen Adams. Hello. As well as Gina Radcliffe. Hello. And ladies, we are escaping to the desert so that we can talk about Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling. And Gina, I'm going to kick it to you because this was, I'm not going to say your pick, it was your suggestion. Yes, I I saw this because uh, it went to it went to streaming pretty quickly last year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of the background drama behind it, uh, <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> ulti- ultimately, the the background drama did not do it much good in no. as far as box office <laughs> concerned. It, it kind of tanked, mm-hmm. and it was on streaming within like maybe a month or two after release. Yeah. And so I was I was curious. I was really intrigued by the the trailer and then you know when everything happened i was like okay i'm tired of hearing about this movie now and then but then i was like yeah i'll watch it anyway and i i always thought from the very beginning that it was a it was a good fit for the format of the show yes. where you know someone is being gaslit and you know, you know a female character at least perceives herself to be going crazy and uh there's usually you know some malevolent dude behind the scenes controlling it all mm-hmm. so you know it really is in the right in our in our our wheelhouse so yeah there's definitely a couple of hot dudes who are behind Ooh. all of these subterfuges one hot dude uh-huh. <laughs> one hot dude and one dude that i'm curious about and i just can't figure it out but yeah, Chris Pine, I love looking at Chris Pine. And oh, I will take yes. this moment to tell everyone that they should watch Unstoppable because it's really fun. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's my public service announcement for everyone because I love that movie. And Chris Pine, he's so dreamy in such an asshole way in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I could have taken more of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put it on the table. I mean, I know it's a popular thing to be an older folk and not understand what the kids are doing nowadays. <laughs> but I do not understand the fascination with Harry Styles, but particularly as an actor, because maybe this isn't the best showcase for him, but I find him very bland in this film i 100 percent agree and and i i think one of the biggest problems with this movie is that florence Pugh has mm-hmm. absolutely scorching chemistry with chris pine yes but yes. not a, not a drop with harry styles no. and she's they're having literal sex scenes with each other and there's still no there's still mm-hmm. no chemistry totally yeah. it could have been anyone under that skirt you know <laughs> <laughs> I do really like the way that scene is filmed. I, I find it very compelling for many reasons. But yeah, I agree. I'm just not, I, I don't know. I think he's One Direction, right? That's mm-hmm. where yeah. we know him from. Yeah, I've never been really a fan of that. And he's he's fine. Like, he's nice to look at. He sure. he seems like he fits in very well as like one of the other husbands, you know? Yes, but not the lead. Exactly. No. And I also, I really like Nick Kroll a lot. And I feel like he he would probably be too old for this role, but I wanted more of him as well. And we get a lot of Harry Styles, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's address the elephant in the room. Gina, you tipped it at the top of the show. 
So this role was recast with Harry Styles. And of course, Harry Styles was rumored to be dating Olivia Wilde at the time of production. But this role was originally occupied by Shia LaBeouf. And apparently there are rumors swirling. Nobody quite knows what went on, but apparently he and Florence Pugh did not get along and he was subsequently sacked after production had already begun. And that's when Styles comes in. Right. And apparently where, where the drama comes in is that Olivia Wilde claimed that she fired him, whereas Shia LaBeouf claimed that he, he voluntarily quit Right. Uh, and has, you know, what the children call receipts to prove that <laughs> Olivia Wilde actively tried to get him to come back mm-hmm. and w- was a little condescending in the way she spoke about about Florence Pugh. Apparently, right. she kept referring to her as Miss Flo, uh-huh. <laughs> which yes. which which sounds a little like it might have been intended to be a little bitchy. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. hard. It, it's hard to read context over a text, so it's entirely right. possible she might have nicknamed her Miss Flo. Yeah, like on set, and Florence Pugh, for her part, has said nothing about yes. this. Like she is completely consummate professional. Re- uh-huh. Removed <laughs> herself from the conversation, neither confirming or denying anything, which which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Well, it's wild though, because I mean, obviously the best chemistry in the film, problematically so, for the purpose of the narrative, is between Florence Pugh and Chris Pine. Like their scenes are electric. Mm-hmm. But then the next best pairing is Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. I love all of their scenes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Florence Pugh is great in this too. It's oh, just yes. that there's a big gaping hole where there should be a male lead. And I don't like. I don't have strong feelings about Shia LaBeouf. I feel like in the back of my head, there's some kind of controversy about him that was preceding this yes he's been accused of like assault by a couple of people that's what i was thinking yeah so i i don't know i don't know if i think solely looking at him as an actor he -hmm. would have been better in the role but i don't know as a person no (laughs) exactly yes 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 i just hope i hope mia gasa taking care of herself and that they're you know, being nice and happy together, but yeah. yeah. And in case folks don't know, the reason Jen said that oh, is yeah. because Shia LaBeouf <laughs> and Mia Goth are married and have been since 2016. News yes. to me, <laughs> and I love Mia Goth so much. And I don't know, but I there's so many different kind of problems with this. It just feels kind of like a big old mess. Like I don't know if a different lead actor in this role would have saved the movie. I don't think so. I think it would have helped, but Mm -hmm. overall this movie is too long, too obvious and kind of boring. Yeah. And, and obvious, but also convoluted, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, we know the big picture of it, but I don't know what the fuck is happening, you know? Well, and it's definitely one of those films where the minute you pick at something, the whole movie just falls apart. Like, uh-huh. you know, I spend about the first hour trying to figure out, okay, what's what's really going on? Is it fake? Have they been drugged and they're actually living here? Whatever, whatever. Of course, we eventually learn it's a simulation, which is probably the best explanation considering what we've seen Mm -hmm. but there's a moment right before florence Pugh makes a run for it where olivia wilde says i knew and i stay here because my kids are here and they're dead in real life so when it's like oh well you just killed harry styles and he's dead in the real world i was just like but why can't we just recreate him then like why is Mm. this a problem it doesn't work it doesn't make any sense yeah 
And I find it really compelling. Like, it's a shame. It's making me flash back to our fatal attraction coverage because, mm -hmm. like, there's a lot here that I think is really interesting. Yes. It's a concept that I find really, really interesting, especially, like, Chris Pine's whole, like, mission, you know, mm -hmm. and why all of these men are willing to sign on and sign away their wives. And it just feels sloppy. And I come away with just kind of these vague notions that I already kind of knew and believed like i don't think this is this is a movie that's going to change anybody's mind or anything no and i no, think the no, other no. issue is that if you're going to do something that's like this where you're basically saying men are drugging their wives they're putting them into the simulation so that they can have a perfect life and a perfect domestic life right where your wife is dressed up to the nines wanting to have sex with you ready with a drink when you get home from work you know, we've seen this story and you need to have a different take, particularly in 2022, than Stepford Wives, which is what you're mm -hmm. automatically going to be compared to. Or it needs to be flawless. And wow. this is not. <laughs> you know, now, granted, they don't always have to, movies like this, they don't always have to go into how such a thing works. But I feel like for this, there would have been, it would have helped a little bit if they explained how it works and you know what's going on in in these real lives is you know are these women you know have they just been removed from their everyday lives mm -hmm. are they considered having disappeared or mm -hmm. you know do they have do they have families looking for them or anything you know right. yeah, like like florence Pugh, we learn is a successful well she's a resident in a hospital but you would have to assume that people would notice when she doesn't show up for work because she works 30 hour day she yeah. says i kept thinking like did he just tell them that she's sick for a long time or something and surely that would raise some kind of eyes you know although there's one thing that i caught on this watch that i didn't before when they ask him it or when they're like going down the the checklist and they say that he does have a pre-existing relationship with her mm -hmm. which hinted at the fact that there are women in this simulation that didn't know the men that picked them before and right. that is just just terrifying and gives me shivers Ugh. even more insidious yeah mm -hmm. yeah and that's the kind of thing i'm happy with them just to hint at you know but i feel like when you share when you show us that much of their life before the simulation it's going to raise questions of like how did this happen how how did he just put something in our drink one night and the rest is history and it starts to fall apart mm -hmm. yeah i mean the the biggest inadvertent laugh that i had in this film is when we get the revelation that when he goes to work like he and the men go to work every day and that's when they're leaving the simulation to go and work real life jobs so that they can pay for their time in the simulation and i just think but the whole reason that you did this is because you were having difficulty finding a job so <laughs> what job are you leaving to go and work every day in the real world that is going to pay for this yeah exactly it's like yeah what because the whole thing I, I i do think it's a little ridiculous that he goes 
you know, through this whole thing and, you know, essentially gaslights his wife because she has a better job than him. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. in this day and age, that's like such a common thing for, you know, the woman to make more money than the man. It's like, you, you need to find a better reason for a man, for his brain to melt and think something like this seems like a good idea that is, you know, that can be self-sufficient for a long time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought it was more successful when she comes home and he says, I haven't eaten because you didn't text me. And I was just like, oh, you're a man, baby. I get it. (laughs) So you're Mm -hmm. looking for her to take care of you because then the simulation makes sense, right? Where Mm -hmm. she's ready with a perfectly cooked dinner every night. The minute he gets home, she is ready for him. Like Mm -hmm. that makes sense based on what we see in the real world. But the idea that, yeah, he's off working, that part of the reason he's doing this is just because she has a better job. Like those are the elements that don't quite make sense. Yeah. I wonder if he got some kind of like shit job or like, I don't want to insult anyone's actual job, but like a job he would find very demeaning, you know, and he just didn't want to live a life like that. Or what would have been interesting is if he had gotten a job actually working for the simulation. And Mm -hmm. that's how, you know, I feel like maybe that could have tied the ends up but yeah it's really just he wants a subservient wife who will take care of him who's not annoyed by him and who's home waiting to hand him a glass of whatever liquor the second he walks in you know i mean the funny thing he could he could find that person he could there are so many people that would do that but he couldn't (laughs) find the job that would give him that lifestyle i think but yeah it's really interesting because the life looks pretty nice, you know? It looks nice, but boring. Like for, It does for, look for, nice, for, but boring. For, 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 for both, for the men and the women. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It would be a great vacation for like two weeks. That would be Exactly. Heavy. Yeah. I want Westworld. I don't want this. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's why you're a good man, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be clear, I don't want to go to Westworld so I can, you know, have sex with robot sex workers and shoot people. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? <laughs> Yes, so. <laughs> but no, I mean, the idea of that is that it's a vacation destination. You would go for a long weekend or you would go for a week and then you would come back to your regular life, but you would pay a small fortune to live out your fantasy. Mm-hmm. The idea that you would just do this, what, indefinitely? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, I'm curious as to, so we have Kate Berlant, whose character is heavily pregnant. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, is she actually pregnant? Because mm-hmm. the another another interesting thing about this this world is I don't think there are any children, which is funny because you would think these men would be you know wanting the women to pop out babies left and right. Mm-hmm. So Olivia Wilde has her two kids because that's the whole oh, right, reason right, right. she yeah. stays within the simulation. But those are the only ones we see, and then yeah, the only other version is a pregnant woman. Well, and we know that the one woman that wandered off or that actually went out to the desert, they took her child away. So to me, that implies that the kids exist, but they're not real. So I wonder Mm. if Kate Berlant is actually pregnant, you know, if like her body at home that uh, whoever her husband is, is taking care of Peter, I think. Mm -hmm. is pregnant because if she is pregnant and she's gotten pregnant while she was in this that is a whole nother horrific can of worms too but i imagine because they said they never found the child she said they took it away to hurt me it makes me feel like the kids aren't real either also they're little stepford children yeah it would have been so much easier to have just had 
a flash to the real world that shows all of them in a single hospital ward that's being controlled by Chris Pine's people. Mm-hmm. And just say like, yeah, they're all just here. And then you could show that everybody looks normal. But instead, we want to do this gross dystopian vision where Harry Styles comes home and he has to put little droplets of water in Florence Pugh's mouth because she's so dehydrated. And even, you know, her eyes are red rim because she's just been held open looking at the lights that keep them in the simulation all day. Just like, "Eh, no, come on. Yeah. I guess the the thing that interests me more is actually, you hinted at this, Jen, this idea of why would people sign up for this? So Chris Pine is basically a men's rights activist Mm -hmm. where he's encouraging men to find their hidden value by joining this victory project. Yeah, he's like a a sexy Jordan Peterson. (laughs) I'm sorry, a very sexy Jordan Peterson. (laughs) I mean, you yeah. can see the appeal in things like The Party, right? When Harry Styles gets his promotion and he does that ridiculous song and <laughs> dance number that goes on for five minutes too long. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a great time, right? It, it reminded me of scenes from Babylon where mm-hmm. you think, oh, okay, yeah, I could get into this lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the part of this film that really works for me that I find really interesting and intriguing. And I wonder if there is a a version of this world that exists for men and women too like like we were saying the vacation but yeah he just they just want to domineer these women to have their little wives that wait at home for them to come eat them out and then they just get praised all day and it doesn't matter what they're actually doing because what really matters to them is that their wives think that they're important and that their man friends can think they're important too so it's like living out this leave it to beaver kind of existence that they all know is not real but they believe this is what they deserve and so they're willing to sell out any woman that they have chosen the idea that they choose the woman it's just it's so gross but yeah it's chris pine in this movie he's really kind of a dick (laughs) what do we think of Gemma chan as his wife i'm a big fan of this actress i watched her on a bbc show called humans for a number of years where she plays a sentient robot and she's amazing and then pretty much everything that i've seen her in in north america is extremely underwhelming like people just don't seem to know what to do with her and it's Mm. very frustrating but like I'm so intrigued by her because she clearly seems to know exactly what's going on. She makes this ballsy move at the end of the film where she stabs him and says, now it's my turn. And I'm just like, so what is in it for her? And how does this work for that character? You know, to be honest with you, I did not actually give her character a lot of thought. But you make an interesting point that, you know, is she in on this? And, you know, sitting and waiting for the time for someone else to notice what's going on before uh, uh, turning on Chris Pine or, you know, I don't know. That's an interesting point. To be honest, I didn't realize that she actually killed Chris Pine. I thought that she was just saying, "Okay, it's my turn to take over this this mission of getting Florence Pugh back. I do find it interesting that maybe now she's going to turn this into like Barbie world, you know, mm-hmm. and and put all of the men in this simulation, which for the record, I do not actually want to live in that world, but I think it is very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> 
but and that's one of the things that I think one of the bigger successes of this film for me is the few women that are in on this and have chosen it for themselves. I think that's really interesting to think about why they would do that and what they would get out of it. And I think for Bunny, there she's clearly trying to just relive the life she had with her children. And I think right. it's smart that we don't find out too much about that because that's another thread that could easily unravel. But for Gemma, I'm sorry, not Gemma, for... Um, Shelly. Shelly, which she does not look like a Shelly. I wonder no. if um her if Frank picked that name for her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it reminds me of House of Cards. It's like a woman who is aligning herself with a strong man mm -hmm. and overlooking a lot of shit because she knows at some point maybe she will find the right moment to overtake. And I find that really interesting. And I might watch a movie about Shelly leading this world, but... I think it's so slight in the film that I completely missed it. And if you hadn't brought it up, I wouldn't have noticed that she actually killed him, you know? <laughs> now I'm just stuck on this idea of this in a double bill with Barbie. So it's like, don't worry, Barbie. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like that's like a, like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something waiting to happen. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just flow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I would watch the shit out of that, man. Oh, that yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the issues with this film, I mean, so Gina, we we said earlier that part of my reason that this didn't quite work for me is that it's too simple, too obvious, and also too long. I can't help but wonder if this would have worked better as an 85 minute movie, because by the time we got into the second hour, and we were only just starting to really get somewhere. I just thought, you needed to do more with this yes. if you were going to justify this runtime. But I also feel like the movie, well, exceptionally well acted by Florence Pugh and Chris Pine and, you know, the set design, the costuming, all that kind of stuff. Like the production itself is immaculate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to look at. Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. But I, I just kept thinking... I'm getting frustrated the more the movie goes on because it keeps raising more interesting questions than it actually wants to answer. Yes. Like the story itself is very pedestrian, but all these other questions circulating around it, I think would have made for a more interesting film. You know, it had so much potential and, you know, I think that the actual story got a little bit lost in the sauce where, mm -hmm. you know, it it poses some philosophical questions that it it does not actually answer. You're 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 absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I will say I think I enjoyed it a lot more on second watch because okay. I knew it wasn't going to answer some of these questions. I knew what it was going to be. I could mm -hmm. kind of look at Bunny knowing that she knows this all along now. And just kind of enjoy the pretty dresses and the really nice set design and how gorgeous it looks because I wasn't still trying to figure the movie out, you know? Yeah, I, I found myself very much taken by what I can only assume is, what is, what is uh, Chris Pine's character name? Frank, I think it is? Frank, mm -hmm. yeah. That this is his idea of a utopia. It's this, mm -hmm. this sort of... You know, it's kind of 50s, kind of 60s, but not quite at the same time. And you can you can tell that he because obviously he's not old enough to 
have mm-hmm. actually existed in that time period. So everything that, you know, all of his concepts come from probably television yeah. and, and magazines and, and stuff like that. So it's this sort of jumbled, you know, kind of 50s housewife meets like Andy Warhol pop art kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's just interesting. That's his idea of, you know, this is the perfect you know, society to live in to, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, finally, you know, remember what it feels like to be a real man again. Well, yeah. And I mean, I'm probably thinking about this specifically because of Barbenheimer, but mm-hmm. this reminded me a lot of the Manhattan Project. So, Absolutely, yeah. Like, that's actually where I thought we were going to be going, is that the men were all leaving to go off and do this other kind of work that was going to be something about changing the nature of the world. And maybe that was just me taking some of the dialogue a little too literally. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by the idea that if this is a world that was created by the men, but the men leave for most of the day, leaving the women to live in these paper houses, paper neighborhoods, perfect concentric circles, even, you know, the way the men all drive their car out in a line in the morning. It is so fabricated and performative, but it feels actually more like what a woman would want. Yes, yeah, Except exactly. for the fact that, of course, she's the subservient person who has to deal with all these dickish men. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I one, <laughs> I, one thing I had a little bit of uh, trouble believing is other than the a couple of sex scenes between Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, like this feels very sexless. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're like dolls, right? You would think you would think in, in a, you know, a male driven utopian society that the men would have the wives and they'd have the mistresses. And but mm-hmm. all we get is we, we get this one scene with Dita Von Tees doing a, a fairly chaste burlesque act. And like all the men are being respectful. None of them, the wives are there. Like, like, mm-hmm. like no one's putting their hands on her. No one's acting untoward. And it's all like a little curiously restrained, which, mm-hmm. you know, not to be like, oh, well, you know, given the opportunity, all men would you know, rape and force themselves on women. I don't necessarily believe that that's true. But I would feel like for men living in a world where they have no consequences, many would take advantage of that and, and openly have a mistress or, you know, insist on, you know, a, a poly relationship. But no, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, I got I got the little wife at home. You know, I mean, what more what more do I need? And also, I don't believe that in this world men would have much interest in sexually pleasing their wives. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting <laughs> that you bring that up because I think a lot of the paper houses kind of thing, what it shows is that this kind of man really just wants to control women. Mm-hmm. And when the control is unquestioned, when you know you're going to come home and you can do whatever you want, your your darling wife is going to be there waiting for you and nobody's going to question you. They're, they're going to ask, but you can really easily say, no, 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 honey, I can't. Don't worry about that, darling. <laughs> that a lot of the drive to dominate in other ways kind of goes away. You know, it's right. yeah, when true. they live yeah. in a world that is totally built on controlling women. And that's really what patriarchy is. Like if I think about, you know, not to get too political, but I think about a lot of laws that in the states that are um, harming women right now, like you can dress it up however you want, but it is just about controlling women. Always. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's not really that much about sex. It's not really about, you know, your job or doing things important in the world. It's just controlling women because when you have control, then you feel like a man. That's all it takes for you to feel like the kind of man you think you're supposed that's, to be. That's actually an excellent mm-hmm. point that if they have whatever they want, they don't feel the need to to act out or what have you by mm-hmm. you know, cheating, cheating on the wife or anything. Yeah, and that's a good point. It's like the purge. <laughs> and there's no rivalry between the men, like, because even... You know, it seems as though this is, quote unquote, a utopia because there is no violence, there is Mm -hmm. no danger, which is why it becomes so threatening when the women start to question things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that goes down easier. I guess I just wish that the film was interested in unpacking that because it feels Mm -hmm. like you just did a lot of heavy lifting and the film did not. Right. Completely agree. Yeah. And Gina, if you had not said that, I don't think I would have been thinking that because right now, like, I think... It just feels like Barbenheimer just in one film, you know. Yeah. So the fact <laughs> really, that if this truly. had come out like five years later, yeah, this is like, what this is what it would look. This is actually what it would look like. Yeah, no, you're exactly. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Just rename this movie. We've done it. <laughs> we have. We fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? It's like that Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow, where oh, they yeah. renamed it "Live Die Repeat" when it came out <laughs> on on physical media. It's like just re-release this movie, change the box art, and rename it Barbenheimer, <laughs> and you've got a hundred million dollar hit on your hands. <laughs> I wonder if they could use AI to make another Chris Pine as Harry Styles' character. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> the one good use of AI. <laughs> Yeah, the two the two best reasons to watch this movie are again the production and costume design, which is you know, immaculate, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. uh, and to watch the scenes of just Chris Pine and and Florence Pugh because yes. when I wrote my when I wrote my review of this for my newsletter, I posited that he actually enjoys it when she starts to figure out what's going on. Like he's he's oh, in, he's impressed that that she's starting mm-hmm. to figure this out. And I and I feel like he's almost a little turned on by it mm-hmm. oh yes okay so he spots her getting eaten out by harry styles and he stands there and watches it and their eye fuckery is amazing in that scene. <laughs> oh god <laughs> and then and then later on you know he pulls her aside at the party and has this whole conversation in the kitchen about how he wants her to keep asking questions. He wants her to go further. And then he gets disappointed with her at the actual dinner because she flubs it by just, I mean, honestly, she really fucks us up when she just accuses him of everything in front of everyone with no mm-hmm. proof. Yeah. And those are the best scenes in this movie. By far. And the fact that we don't get any other scenes between the two of them again makes me think that the people who made the film either didn't know what they had in these actors or they didn't understand where the true interesting story was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, which, yeah, which is, it, it's such a contrast to when you, she starts confronting Harry Styles about it and he's just sort of whiny mm-hmm. and, and, you know, sulking about it. And, I give you everything. Right, like uh-huh. there's, no, Frowny there's face. no danger there where there's like, there's sort of a sexy danger between yes. the, 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 you know, with the interactions between Chris Pine and Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's an erotic thriller movie oh, yeah. between the two of them happening. It's just that it's on the margins where we don't want to go. 
Absolutely. And I mean, well, I definitely want to go there, but (laughs) we we don't get to. (laughs) (laughs) But what's interesting about that now that I'm thinking about it, and this is, again, I think something that I don't think the movie realizes it has, is that Chris Pine, I think, is into Florence Pugh or Alice Mm -hmm. because he is bored with being in control all the time. And now that somebody is actually challenging him, he's like, oh, wait, maybe I do want a woman that challenges me as long as I can hold all of the cards and keep and like always win and mm-hmm. that is interesting that is more interesting than what we get too well and that to me is why it becomes fascinating that shelly ultimately usurps him at the end is like is this a game that he plays where he picks one of the wives and he tries to get her to do this like is there Ooh. a version of this film where he did this to martha and then she self-destructed and then he turns to florence Pugh's character and shelly is like no, I'm sick of you ruining this experiment. We're going to do it my way. And then hypothetically, she changes this whole project around. Or maybe Shelly was the last person that challenged him. And he's like, maybe. hey, I'll catch you in. I mean, it would be worth it to keep this world going if we could see Florence Pugh and Chris Pine just like being the king and queen of it for just a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just bang it out for a couple of scenes. That's just all we're asking. Bit. That's all we're asking. <laughs> But Jen, okay, so you said that you really like the way Olivia Wilde shoots the sex scene between Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. And I need you to unpack that for me because I found it kind of ludicrous. Really? It just, it's so over the top the way she just keeps reaching out and throwing things off the table. (laughs) Now, I will agree with that. And I also, like, there's something to say, I think, too, about the fact that the only sex we really see is female pleasure. I think that is a, a, hey, this is feminist on Mm -hmm. the nose offering, you know, but I just, I like the way the camera circles around. I like, you know, it's, it just looks really fun and exciting and i like her dress there's another scene later that kind of reminded me of it where florence Pugh is running and then it pans around the mountain and we see the car Mm. and it just kind of feels like that i just thought for for a scene about somebody getting eaten out it looks (laughs) good i was into it Well, I was surprised to see that one of the criticisms that gets leveled against this film, you know, people say it's too long, people say it's too predictable, they say it's just evoking other better films. But there are criticisms against Wilde's direction. And I don't understand that because I think this is a well directed movie. I agree. It's a well-directed movie. It's not a very well-written movie. And she didn't write it. So no. that's, you yeah. know, it's like, can't, you, can't, you can't blame her for that. I just think it's not a well-written movie. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about Olivia Wilde as a director in general? Because I feel like with all of the controversy with Shia LaBeouf and Olivia Wilde, there was a lot about like, oh, is she too big for her britches? Is she in over her head? Is that why this is failing? I feel like that was part of what kind of tanked this movie also. I liked I, I liked Booksmart. I I thought Booksmart was it was a you know a perfectly fine entertaining movie. I don't I don't think she's made enough movies for me to really judge. Oh, she just got the two. Yeah, judge her as you know. Do I think she's I, I think she's a competent director. You know I, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't have a problem with the direction in this movie. Um, you know I think she shot herself in the foot because I think she was just trying to gin up a lot of publicity for this movie and unfortunately it ultimately blew up in her face i'll confess it smacks of misogyny to me like people Mm -hmm. who want to leverage those kinds of arguments because we definitely don't hear 
the same thing when we're talking about difficult or complicated male directors who put their cast through shit or who try to drum up publicity like you just said gina we don't do that with men and i think it's very interesting that she's coming off the very well-received book smart which got her a lot of accolades she takes on this more complicated you know a little bit uneven project and i don't know i just i didn't care for the way that people wanted to turn this into a oh well it's a woman and there's sexy weird things going on behind the scenes of this production i was just like we don't do this for men. No, I mean, I mean, it's you know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a tale as old as time for a male director to sleep with one of his co-stars. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's practically inevitable, and you know, maybe later we'll say like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done that. But generally, at the time, it's just like, well, you know, people work together. You know, they fall in love. It's who cares? It's no big deal. But mm-hmm. you know, I, if if Harry Styles, I think, hadn't been Harry. Styles, styles nobody would have given a shit but you know yeah. he was like this big you know star who's big who's you know popular with the teens he's a little younger than her you know i think that's there's a whole uh, there's a whole lot of things happening here that resulted in something that ultimately when we look back on it it's like why do we even care about this mm-hmm. now i will say i i thought it was kind of funny looking at the perspective of my, what my day job is i do think it's funny that people thought that Jason Sudeikis deliberately chose oh, right. the, the, mm-hmm. when she's doing a uh, press junket, a panel, uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a panel to serve her with divorce papers. The person serving the papers doesn't isn't able to do that. <laughs> it is basically <laughs> it is basically they you know the process server will will try to get you where they can find you, and it, it mm-hmm. it's very likely that she you know because she is probably traveling to various press junkets and panels. They knew where she would right. be, so they went to her there. But was not at home to accept service, so they had mm-hmm. they or, or she was avoiding it. She may have known it was coming, and and was trying to avoid it. And so I mean that's that's the process server's job is to track you down and find you. I don't think Jason Sudeikis had any sort of. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's totally innocent. He sounded like as big an asshole in this relationship as she did, but you oh, know yeah. I, that that's kind of when the whole thing started. When you know, she got this paperwork yeah. served, and then it's like, oh, isn't it horrible that he, you know, he ruined her big moment? And then it, it then all of a sudden it became like, you know, also we are extremely interested in all the shenanigans that have been going on and you know behind the scenes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how many movies have had shenanigans that happen? Like it's like what you were saying, Gina. Like how many male directors have dated their female right. co- how, their you know, stars you know, how many, and how many you know movies you know have doesn't turn out that the co-stars who are playing romantic leads don't like each other exactly right. or you know the director was getting divorced at the time and it was a little messy like this this happens all the time and i feel like it just becomes another reason for the industry to say well this is why you don't work with women because right. they are drama right but it's just that we we as a society we as a tabloid breeding culture like to latch on to that drama and when it is drama that you can package with a gorgeous woman like olivia wilde too i think it mm-hmm. makes it a little more enticing i will say all that aside I feel like maybe her romantic feelings for Harry Styles blinded her to per- the performance a little bit. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not saying what she should do or not, but that maybe there was a little objectivity lost. <laughs> yeah, he's not good. But also not the first time that we've stunt cast somebody 
with questionable acting talent because we thought it was going to raise the profile of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a published job, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, there's a twofold problem here. Number one, he's miscast right out right out of the gate. He is not the right uh -huh. actor for this role. Now, mm -hmm. you know, Shia LaBeouf comes with his own bullshit. Mm -hmm. sure. You know, he's he's a, you know, not exactly, you know, a, a well-regarded actor. I mean, I mean, acting talent. Yes. You know, on a personal level. No. Baggage. Yeah. Yes. A lot of baggage. But I think he would have been much better in this role. You know, I, I, yeah, I think he agreed. I think he would have projected the the subtle menace that would have been required for a man to do this to a woman he purports to love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you've got he's miscast and he just he's not a strong actor. He's a you know, he, mm -hmm. he's a pretty face. You know, it's a very mm -hmm. nice face. Look at, you know, I don't know a lot of his music. I buy that he's, you know, musically talented, but that, you know, doesn't often carry over into automatically being being, you know, a talented actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's a great musician. But between this and my policeman, he had a very rocky film debut and you're right. It's like some people are great out of the gates and other mm -hmm. people, they need to find some time to spread their wings. And some people, it's like, maybe this isn't the lane for you. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried it. And, you know, you make great music. I think another another good another good choice for uh, the role would be someone Florence Pugh would work before. That's Jack Rayner. Oh, right. that would be great. I think he would have, again, had that sort of quiet menace that you would need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the other issue, and I'm not interested in any potential animosity between Wild and Pew, but the reality is, is that I've yet to seen a bad performance from Pew. No. So mm -hmm. you need someone who is her equal in talent because she is going to walk all over a co-star. Mm -hmm. I mean that in the, the politest way. Like right, she's right, a fantastic yeah. actor. Yeah. And She's a powerhouse. She's no. She she mops the floor. She mops the floor. You know, with everybody in this movie except Chris Pine, who is who is yes, who's able to go toe to toe with her. You know, mm -hmm. and I, you know, the problem with with the way Styles performances, there's no sense of danger of something that could happen to her if she decides I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't get the sense that he is going to force her to stay in it. You know, just he's like I said, he's very whiny. He's very passive <laughs> about the whole thing. And, you know, it almost reads like you know, he was forced into this himself. And mm -hmm. and you don't want that impression. You you need the impression that all of these men are dangerous in some way. Right. Yeah. I I think that really comes to a head when she insists that they need to leave. And again, I think it would play better if we believed in the chemistry between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But her just endlessly saying you know like i love you i'm sorry i'll be better i was like this is playing very badly it's mm -hmm. not convincing because i don't believe for a second that she would ever actually say this to him like there's no reason for her to want to stay with him she should just be getting in that car and driving off by herself yeah there's, there's right. a lot of that arrested development her kind of energy you know Mm -hmm. And there's a moment with um, Douglas Smith, who plays Bill, who's Violet's husband, and he is pathetic in a very terrifying and interesting way to me because he had very much has this vibe of like 
I'm scared that I'm doing this, but I think it's going to be right. And I'm totally in over my head and I'm mm-hmm. really intrigued by that. But I think that for someone like Jack, who, I mean, they've been here for at least a year or so right now, like you just need more force. And yeah, I completely don't believe that Florence Pugh would care that much about him. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the sense that, you know, Oh, if we just break free of this weird, simulation that you know we can we can stay together and work things out like no Mm -mm. no 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 (laughs) let me tell you who i do think is perfectly cast and timothy simmons you took the words words (laughs) right out of my mouth i was literally going to say the doctor has the the doctor Mm -hmm. has that menace that 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 is that is needed for the harry styles role but again, we needed more of him. Exactly. Yes. Jonah Ryan, he will always be to me, but um, he is perfect in this role. And I love the idea of this menacing doctor. And it makes me wonder like what, what the end game for all of this is, how many times they've been through this kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of want to ask you, what do you think actually happens at the end? Like we hear the breath over the, the last title card implying that she wakes up, but... Yep. I don't know. But then we get this montage of like, oh, I love Harry Styles kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. You know, I God knows this movie was longer already than it needs to be. But mm-hmm. but I feel like I needed a, you know, showing how these men were recruited to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, why some of them seem way more into it than others do. And, and you know, how many of the men, you know, you know, not that this movie needs to be from, you know, I need more male perspective. I, that's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, like. Always give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I have to assume that some of them are like, mm, you know what, I want out. This isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Olivia Wilde's husband. Are they both in the know or is she the one keeping them there for the kids? Mm. I want to know. I imagine they're probably both in the know, but that's an interesting question. And would it be a possibility for the husband to be in that role? You know, like, is there a way to do it? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I I was thinking a lot about the Stepford Wives as I was mm-hmm. watching this, and I was thinking about the Stepford Wives remake with Nicole Kidman. Not a good movie, <laughs> but you know that movie tries to be interesting and contemporary in ways that it feels like Don't Worry Darling is afraid to. Like mm-hmm. there is no queerness in this movie at all, so it's very much like the 50s model of heterosexual we've moved to the suburbs and we're going to have 2.5 children (laughs) and that's fine (laughs) but i did think you know okay so is it possible then for like olivia wilde as a character when you find out why she's still there it doesn't make any sense to me because i'm like so why wouldn't you just try to find couples who would both want to live in this world or Mm -hmm. like I don't know, like, is there a way for you to make this palatable to both sexes if this is really the model that you want to try to activate? Or is this really just like Project Gaslight Women? Yeah, I think that's it. Because if women were an equal part of this decision-making process, then maybe they would want to go into Project Arrowhead or not Project Arrowhead, Project whatever in the desert. Victory. Yeah. Yeah, Victory. Yeah, maybe they would want to occasionally do something other than shopping and ballet, which I think the ballet choice is really interesting, too. And then it just starts to snowball because the whole thing will unravel when you give women choice, you know? Mm -hmm. Is the ballet interesting because it's all about control? Like we hear the the mantra as the film progresses, you know, Mm -hmm. like as she's spiraling, we hear all of the ballet lessons come back. And I was like... This is a little heavy handed. 
Yeah. I, I think it's more just interesting to me because that is said, and I, I love ballet and I don't want to speak negatively of it, but there is this, this like really heavy premium put on appearance and perfection mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and performance of that perfection, which, so I think it's, I don't necessarily know if it's interesting. I think it's just a, a good choice for right. this. Like that's what they would be doing. I mean, there are male ballet dancers, but it's considered a very feminine art as well. Exactly. Sure. Also, we've seen what happens if you let them do jazzercise. Like, they will eventually make female <laughs> friendships, <laughs> start businesses. They will move to Mexico and they will start an all-female troupe. Yes. And Tyler shows up. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? Lou Taylor Pucci, better, better Jack than, oh. than, than Harry Styles. Yes, that would have been perfect. Oh, yeah, because he's got that little, like, lovable kind of pathetic quality that I still, I just want to hug him. But also, I could see him being a little he, he could turn. He could turn, he could turn on a dime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we've solved the problem. Now we just need to figure out how to go back in time. There we go. Yes. Just digital, <laughs> just, just digitally. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's, that. There, there, you know, there's you know, what, what AI will be good for. Right. Re <laughs> reca yes. Recasting badly cast roles. Oh. Right. Yes. We never have to look at Kevin Spacey in another movie. Exactly. We just digitally swap him out yeah. with Harry Styles. And I would feel better about making that House of Cards comparison. <laughs> I was going to say House of Cards, now exactly. with Harry Styles. Oh. Mm. <laughs> did that solve a problem or did it create another one? It, it's just one? a new problem now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, it's a problem that is, is, you know, not as difficult to think about, though. Yeah. Yes. Easier to forget, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that'll about do it for don't worry darling <laughs> i hope we didn't offend anybody who like really enjoyed this movie but overall i mean i didn't mind watching it i minded the length mm -hmm. if it had just been a little bit shorter i think i would have been a much more generous to this yeah I, I i said in my review that if you watch it with the sound off it's a it's yeah. a it's a really absorbing you know appealing <laughs> experience I can see it being a great background watch. Sure. Yeah. Just look at the pretty pictures every once in a while, right? Yeah. Turn out the volume on Chris it's Pines around. It's a flawless looking movie. <laughs> it really is. It looks mm -hmm. gorgeous. All those dresses. Oh, I could just, I could live it, in that It reminded closet. me a little bit, and I had to assume that that uh, production design wise, it was in, uh, it reminded me a, bit, a little bit of Edward Scissorhands. Mm -hmm. The uh, oh, yeah. the uh, mm -hmm. the town that he moves into and how everything again is very much, you know, very much alike, very pastel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A Truman Show kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Also, I like the soundtrack a lot. Like there, yeah. that's and that's the thing that I think is so frustrating is there is a lot of there's good a lot of good here. here. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just it it falls apart. But it, really but it, you know it fails in the in the in the area where it needs to work the most, and that is you know a plot that makes any kind of sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the novelty of looking at beautiful things wears off around the hour mark. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, before we announce where we're headed next, uh, Gina, if people want to get a hold of you to talk about your love of Harry Styles, how would <laughs> absolutely. They get in touch? I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, which we talk about horror movies focusing on the characters, which Harry Styles has not been in a horror movie yet that I know of. Not yet. I also write about movies uh, at thespool.net, and I have a newsletter, ginawatchesthings.substack.com, and I am on most of social media under Gina Does Things. Okay. And Jen, what about you? 
you can find me at Jim Ferratu, mostly on just Instagram and I don't know, but it's always Jim Ferratu, wherever it is. You can find me co-hosting the Losers Club podcast, um, the Girls on the Boys, and the Lady Killers podcast now, which is new, and it's about uh, women who kill people in movies. So check that out, and I'll post all of it if you follow me. That sounds very off-brand for you. It does, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be reached at B Stone My Remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, we'll thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. So folks, we will be back next month to talk not about a festive selection for the holiday season. We're going to talk about cults. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to be checking out Elizabeth Olsen in Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. And uh, I've not seen this, but I gathered it's probably not going to be a fun, easy watch. So maybe just, you know, content warning for folks who have any kind of experience with this. Yeah. It's it is a lot, but it is very, a very well done a lot. Okay, good. I can do with well done a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, um, don't marry someone who will leave you lying in bed all day with your eyes pried open, clockwork orange style. Yeah. Look out for those eggs. <sighs> don't eggs. worry, darling. Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.